0: Tights and fights podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and fights podcast. Tights and fights. What's Bianca Belair's song?
1: I'm on my own, and that's all I know. (laughs) Welcome to Tights and Fights. No, (laughs) (laughs) the show. is wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Oh, man. I hope that Julian started recording because I just started talking. I'm the last dance standing, Danielle Radford. And finally, the Kelk has come to Friday Morning Podcast. It's Lindsay Kelk. Ooh.
2: Oh, hello, and we are on our own against the wall. There's no helmet, there is no so it works. How
1: do I it not works. have that song on my gym? It's because I have the other one that still, and people want to imitate what we do that we do it better. I still have that one on all on my playlists. I need to get the new one. I'm sorry, Bianca, uh, I have failed you. But what has not failed, Bianca Belair, is what we're going to talk about first here. So, first of all, uh, besides the huge international wrestling news. We're talking about the Royal Rumble. We're gonna start with the women's over-the-top rope match with a tear in her eye. Bianca Belair went the distance from number three for nearly an hour to win the whole damn thing.
2: It just made me so happy. I I was tweeting throughout the rumble, the whole pay-per-view. And I mean, the first 14 minutes aside, like, let's just, let's just park that. The bill, the bill drew shenanigans. Apart from the sword, we could talk about that. It was that satisfying wrestling moment that we're always chasing. It was the Marvel movie. It was the romance novel. It was the, I think this is what's going to happen, but I want it to happen. And then when it does happen, I don't feel like I got shafted. I feel like they gave me the thing that I want. And I deeply wanted Bianca to win. I I really thought she was gonna until it started. And then I was like, wait, no, they've set me up to think she's gonna win. They gave her a chronicle. They've been pushing her like crazy. It's Black History Month tomorrow. This is not, there's no way they're gonna let her win. There's (laughs) no way they're gonna give me what I want. Um, And then they did, and then they did. And she earned it and she deserved it. I mean, I could talk about the final three. I could talk about the last five minutes all day.
1: Well. But oh man. We have time and oh, I have a migraine, so you can't talk about it all day. No. Yay. It's oh, a- <laughs> I mean, not the migraine. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, but f- first of all, wrestling, uh, the only place we're saying it's Black History Month tomorrow, so of course she isn't going to win is a statement that makes 100% complete sense. And yeah, they made her do so much dangling. I was in fear for the ponytail on multiple occasions.
2: Oh my God, so many times. Every time someone went to touch it, I'm like, I don't. I mean, firstly, you shouldn't culturally, and secondly, it could come off at any second. Any I need second. to know
1: what magic because my wigs. I we've discussed that I don't understand like wrestling wig magic. I need to know what that ponytail wig magic is for sure
2: because I know. That thing and I don't know how much off. of it is her own hair. But even like the amount that's her uh, her own hair, like it must I mean, she must just be oiling it constantly because it would be so dry to be that long and commitment there that that woman that that ponytail deserved a rumble win if nothing else people don't yeah they don't understand and and
1: she used to beat people with it come on you guys i can't wait for that oh (laughs)
2: look
1: i'm liking (laughs) face bianca but oh i can't wait until she starts beating bitches with her ponytail again oh i'm ready it's gonna make the heel turn all that much sweeter it really is the first time that's how she turns the first time she wraps that pony around someone's neck i'm going to be cheering from all the way in los angeles um some other highlights shotzy blackout tiny tank
2: yay i i mean were we ever in doubt that she had a tank if you it's a rule at wwe if you have a tank you get to ride it out to a pay-per-view uh it means if if you ever want to get on a major pay-per-view in wwe you just gotta get a tank it appears to be they're two for two so three for three dx had a tank right someone had a tank I'm like very I'm very into the idea of us all just getting tanks and smashing it into the royal Rumble. And I can't drive. Um, so
1: please, someone get me a tank and then also a tank
2: driver. Is that a position? <laughs> Joe Biden wants to give someone the job of your tank it's driver. It's the gig economy. That's how we're going to boost the economy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The gig economy. There we go. Uber tanks. Uber for tanks. Uh, yeah, at first I was like, "Oh, I feel bad for Shotzi because she she was out so quickly as to getting in." Um but I think for Shots, it was all about the impact of the tank and of being seen. And she didn't need a long run. And I thought they did a really good job in this rumble because I was a bit worried. I'm like, it's our fourth one. The novelty factor is wearing off. Like, we have to make this cool and fun and interesting again. And they kept it so pacey. I am the monster that times between the entries on my phone because I hate myself and I can't enjoy <laughs> anything. Um And it very rarely was a consistent time period between entrants. They packed that ring and they did that in both rumbles. They just packed everyone in. And at one point, I thought it was hard to get cut through. It was hard for anyone to have a moment. There were a few times in both rumbles where I felt like they were setting something up and then the buzzer went and they had to stop and wait and Mm reframe things. Um, But for the people that did manage to shine, they didn't need all that much time to do it. Like Shotzi, for example. Um, and I loved that Lana, I, I say I loved it, I that. I thought that I loved that Lana was getting to blow off the Naya feud, and then it just kept going, it just <laughs> kept going, but, you know, it's WWE, if there's a horse dead, why not flog it? You got excited, People say not to, I did, people say don't flog a dead horse, but have you tried flogging it? That's literally what happens in the WWE writer's room when Vince is in there, He's like, that's what they say. Um... Foxy, man, Foxy came back, I Foxy. All of the legends. The shriek yeah. from my house, the shriek. Oh, the excitement that I as
1: soon as I saw Foxy, I love Foxy. We have long been champions of her on this podcast and have said that she's never, in our opinion, gotten the do that a lot of other the legends have gotten. So now it seems like they're starting to fix that. Her whole thing with the 24 seven title, winning it and then losing it in the space of a different match completely was, this is why I love that title so much, this is why I was so excited when they first started doing it, is because you can have moments like that.
2: And at first I got really mad because it's a Women's Rumble and then dudes came out and I got fully like sat up in my seat going like, no, we don't need this. Don't interfere with my Women's Rumble, dudes. And then I realized, Lindsay has to let things play out to see where things are going before Lindsay makes decisions sometimes. Uh, because then Foxy got the belt and it, it gave me so much I joy. think it's so much joy. We're,
1: as wrestling fans, we're so used to oh, great. Now here comes, you know. Santa Yeah. Santa, thank you. Here comes a moment where a man comes in and takes over. And like that, none of those moments happened. Every single woman got a chance to shine. And do something amazing. Jillian Hall came out. We had some other legends. Uh, Tori Wilson.
2: Billy and Jilly. Oh my God, Billy. Oh my God, Billy. Oh my God, Billy. Billy, uh, I almost put over. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. And now I feel bad that neither of us are going to do it because I'm almost certain that Hal would have. But Billy. Billy's coming out party, kind of. Billy's real, like, watch me get my moment. Um, And it just made me so happy, Billy and Jilly, all day long. Uh, There was nothing I did not love that Billy... I I could have started to see Billy stay in a little bit longer when she just went to the announce desk instead of getting into the ring, which, oh, it's packed in there. No, they don't need me in there yet. There were three people in the ring. I was was so happy. She was so... She's such a natural comedy talent. It, It gives me an immense amount of joy to think that she might get to run with that for a her while. Her and
1: her headshots, amazing. Um, that moment where she couldn't decide which one of her alliances she was going to go with.
2: Um I know. Poor baby. Torn, uh, torn between poor... factions. I mean, it must be a nightmare for her. I Honestly, I'd be like, fuck Peyton. What's she done for you lately? What's she done for you lately, Billy? Move on. None, none of these have done anything for you. Throw everyone out and win the Rumble. Jilly is the only one that's been loyal. Right? And she, and she ousted Jilly. What a monster. When it was down to Rhea, Charlotte, and Bianca, I began to panic because they kept mentioning the back-to-back Rumble wins of the iconic legends and dudes that had done that. And I'm like, they, they wouldn't, though. They wouldn't, though. They wouldn't, though. And in my heart, I could hear, but they would though. I mean, isn't it wild that Charlotte has been in WWE for the short period, relatively speaking, that she has, and she already represents the old guard right. that they had the next generation oust her, work together, come together to kick her out. And I loved that show of respect between Rhea and um, Bianca when they agreed to be like, okay, let's be sensible. Let's just get back in the ring. Let's just do this properly. I'm like, oh my God. I love, I love my, my and they're not even, are they millennials? Are they generation, Gen Z? <sighs> my sweet, innocent babies working together in an authentic way. I'm like, this is what the kids are for. This is why we have We work kids. together. It's women loving um,
1: women to kick out other oh women. my
2: god <laughs> and then to get that ending where everyone looked amazing it didn't hurt Rhea no, not to win ria's Rhea's gonna, gonna get her rumble ria will get her rumble um but bianca this could be the making of her uh Rhea doesn't need that but bianca wow i mean just an incredible incredible victory an incredible incredible moment I I loved it. I loved it. If I had eight thumbs,
1: it would get all eight thumbs. It's got all of my fingers. Um, and it's looking like Bianca's going to choose to go for the SmackDown women's title um, because she wasn't on Raw or NXT. As y'all know, we do tape these on Friday mornings, so we shall find out. That title was successfully defended by Sasha Banks against Carmella. Uh,
2: yeah, it oh, yeah. happened. I There's a lot of wrestling this week. That. That's, that's not even an insult because it wasn't a bad match, but I was so excited about the Rumble and... Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, and I'll be quiet. I'd forgotten. I <laughs> forgot. But good work, great ladies. Great, good great work.
1: Um, now we're g- we are going to look at the men's rumble, which also had a winner go the distance from number one, the sentimental favorite, Edge.
0: Edge oh, oh, wedge, wedge, wedge. Edge wedge. Edge go to WrestleMania.
2: Oodles of joy. I had picked Edge for my winner. And then when he came out first, I was like, well, shit, like fully just heart run. I'm like, oh, he's either going to get out first or he'll stay in last, but he won't win. And then when Randall came out, I'm like, oh, they're making Edge's story, Edge versus Randall again. And then I kind of resigned myself to it. This is what I love about the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble is like watching a live chess match because you're watching all the pieces move in real time and predicting where they're going with a view to a six month storyline like it's kind of crazy when you think about it because you're watching it and you're on one hand watching edge and randy fight in the rumble but at the same time you're predicting where this story could Mm. go to try and work out who's gonna be the victor in this and you know i was like oh maybe they're gonna redo edge and randy again because they had to do those matches on closed sets and they never had the audiences that they deserved and I personally felt like the Randy Edge matches suffered from not having an audience. I felt like they were matches that needed an audience and deserved an audience. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not mad at the idea of two old friends like getting to do, get a redo over their thing. And then when Randy went out injured, obviously your brain immediately skips to like, Randy's gonna come running back in at yep. the end and win you mother. Uh, um, and then they gave us the thing that we wanted again. They let Edge win it. And I'm going to cry because I love him so much. And the fact that he's doing a tour of all of the shows right now and giving everyone the edge rub mm. and being like, maybe I'm going to do NXT. I'm like, maybe you are, you sweet, sweet child. Oh, um, he's older We'll talk about me. that in a little bit
1: because I want to get more into that. But first, some more highlights from the Rumble. Um, of course, oh, there was that so early Randy Orton exit. We did have his return in spake out. Christian returned to reunite ENC. I watched the gif of the two of them having their moment, I want to say, 50 to 100 times over this week.
2: That's a nice conservative number. I I feel like with that gif and the gif of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi reuniting in the ring and your commentary, which always plays in my mind, of not my baby, (laughs) uh, which... I think I might be sated for wrestling forever. Like, I could just watch those two gifts of these men establishing their bond, reestablishing their bonds in a ring, and just be happy for the rest of my life. I don't know what else they can give me that I could need. Friendship. I don't know. That friendship is so good. Friendship with a hint of homoeroticism. It's all I need. It's all I'm asking for. Just a tiny
1: virgin. And that's what wrestling is. And that's why we love
2: it. I mean... Anyone who says it's not is—you're lying to yourselves. But um, oh, wasn't it beautiful? Didn't we love seeing Christian come back? I know Hal did. I'm sad he's not yeah, here to share his friendship, his own friendship uh, with Christian. Oh, his best friend, yes. But his best friend, his his best friend. I mean, I don't know if Christian would say that Hal's his best friend, but Hal would say <laughs> that Christian is his best friend. Um, yeah, I that made me so happy. Carlito made. Honestly, I do think possibly they went in my brain and they were like, who are all the wrestlers Lindsay had random crushes on at any point during (laughs) wrestling? Let's just, she's had a rough month. Let's just give her, let's give her all of the boys. And I said, thank you. Thank you for that. I will take them and I will not ask questions. I will gratefully receive and thank the universe. How did you feel about Ray's entrance? That's my big question. It was great. He got the yeah, SponCon. He got Spon-Con. Ray's, Ray's got the SponCon. I want to know how much of the back end Ray was getting on that beer deal. I assume all of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: Ray's an influencer now. Ray gets to come on with the con mask. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how long until he's got the logo on his gear, though? That's my question. Because only Brock's been allowed to put logos on his gear. I'm curious to see if Ray's allowed to just walk around carrying a bottle of beer and be like, ah, so refresh- refreshing. Now, <laughs> Dominic, when you take on Baron <laughs> Corbin again, um, I'm curious as to how many members of the Mysterio family are gonna have to carry beer. I feel like I've missed a lot on SmackDown. What happened to his daughter and Buddy Murphy in that nightmarish storyline? Where did um, that go? Where did uh, Buddy Julian, go? Where's Julian's Buddy about to, to come in. Here you go, Julian. Here.
0: No, I, I truly don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> goodness. We go. we'll see. I, was, I mean, sometimes that's the best answer.
0: I truly if you hadn't said it, I would have forgotten about it for years until like I
2: won't let some, you some
0: YouTuber did like a whatever happened to series where they talked about that storyline. So
2: Seth went on paternity leave, so they made Buddy go on paternity leave <laughs> with him. It's like he had his own storylines. Like Murphy had his own stuff going on, but they were like, No, Seth's, Seth's off, so you're sorry, on just too. go get in his gear uh, back. also Ms. Mysterio. Yeah, it's like the Mysterio family were like really upset because that has deeply depleted their Louis Vuitton TV show clothing budget. Um, That was such a weird (laughs) weird flex from the Mysterio family. Like, we will only wear Vuitton logo outfits on TV. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if I had like, money. that's my jam I mean Sasha's Vuitton uh, gear was I thought that was really smart actually we didn't really talk about that match because I, I forgot about it but now I'm remembering that Sasha wore Louis Vuitton gear which I thought was a really like brutal uh flex on on Carmella that <laughs> it was like oh you you're like fancy you're fancy my gear's Vuitton bitch <laughs> um and I did enjoy that although I was sad at the idea that a handbag was, was savaged <laughs> for that brought up uh, because it looked like a real thing. <laughs> See, I've already stopped talking about the men's rumble and started talking well, about Well, you closes. know what?
1: So we're going to go back and let's go and talk about something happier besides clothes. What's happier than clothes? I am on migraine medicine. This is going to be a really fun, <laughs> loopy, loopy Radford. So Edge had been playing coy with who he was going to choose for his opponent. Uh, two out of his three options were seen on Sunday. First, Drew McIntyre beat Goldberg in the opening match to attain the
2: WWE title. Um, swords. Swords forever and a day. When the, when I saw the little black square on the floor when Goldberg made his entrance, I was like, get to the ring, Bill. Hurry the fuck up because Drew's going to have his sword. I need you to chop, chop, get in that ring. Uh, there's a sword coming. And, and it, it, did, and it did It, it did.
1: And it made the floor explode. Uh, and then we also had Roman Reigns versus oh, Kevin great. Owens in a last man standing match, uh, which was well received. Um, Only marred by the ending and Heyman not knowing how to work a handcuff key. Maybe don't use real handcuffs. Maybe we got a gimmick. This is why you
2: used Las Vegas Bachelorette handcuffs in these instances. Because if Roman had just broken the handcuff because he's so strong, how cool would that have looked? Um, I loved that match. I thought that match was exceptional. Uh, And I I hate that it's going to be marred with that ending. um, Because I thought Kevin Owens was just doing incredible work. Uh, He loves to jump off things, that fella. And every time he does it, it scares me because I don't want him to because he's got children. Um, But I thought it was just an exceptional match. I know a lot of people were like, they're using a golf cart. They've stolen this from AEW. Um, Golf carts have existed. Everyone's Uh, done a golf cart. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I did. Yes, there were hints of Stadium Stampede there. But the idea that Anyone who loves AEW could get upset because WWE took something inspired from AEW. Um, okay, <laughs> I, we're not watching the same show. We didn't. We didn't watch the same show this week. Did y'all see the wedding? Anyway, um, and then I like. And yes, I believe Kevin Owens does have a forklift license. Yes, because uh, he you. worked in warehouses when he was on the Indies. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Kenny Omega wasn't mad at it. Imagine Kenny Omega being mad at. Kevin Steen. Like, imagine that for There's a minute. For a minute. Planet. It's not going to happen. But I lo- I did love that match. I really want Edge to pick Drew. I really want Edge to well, pick Edge
1: Drew. Well, the- Edge is the bell of the ball trying to figure out who he's going to pick because uh, Edge also showed up on NXT to tell Finn and Pete Dunne he's considering going after the NXT title.
2: I don't think that's going to happen, but I-, I wouldn't hate it. I'd like to see it, but I don't... It's not what I want in this instance. They've got... I mean, God bless the WWE in this very moment because they've put me in a position where I'm not going to be mad at anything they do with the option they Mm -hmm. have here. And like Edge Drew makes sense to me from a long term planning perspective. I wouldn't be upset if he if it was Edge Finn because like that I think would be an incredible match. I think they would be so good with each other and they would take care of each other, and that makes me warm and fuzzy inside. and I know Edge and Roman would be good because spear versus spear, which we all know I hate the spear. It's stupid. You sure you don't want to get but
1: Goldberg in there and
2: just spear, spear, spears? I'm good for huh? Bill. I feel like Bill's good for Bill. You know, we all saw that match. We all saw afterwards where it was not a work when Bill was like, oh, me side. I've got a stitch. <laughs> you know, it was like Bill Bill needed to sit down. I was Bill was not okay. And he worked for 14 minutes. Um I'm laughing, but he's the one that got paid. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and I would be happy with Edge. Edge uh, Roman. I would. That would be up on my. I would love to see it list. If it weren't for the fact that I have set my heart on Roman Rock for WrestleMania, because yeah. it just really puts a bow on this head of the table family storyline, which I just feel like I'm getting ready to know where that's gonna roll up to i don't i'm not mad at it i don't hate it but i'm getting ready to know where we're gonna wrap that up and it seems like wrestlemania is the place where we do that right and it seems like if the biggest movie star in the world who also happens to be in your family were to show up and say hey this is cute what you got going on um but i think i'm the head of the table. Um, And if he were to do that in the same week that his new movie is out, I wouldn't be shocked and I wouldn't be unhappy. Look, there's always a
1: Fast and Furious movie out somewhere. Um, Going back to NXT, just briefly, is there anything that you want to
2: kind of bring up or... I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was a really fun show. I thought all of the Dusty Classic matches were awesome. The women's match between Raquel and Dakota versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter was... I thought that was brilliant. I am so excited that they have tapped into getting the best out of Casey. I feel like Casey's been on the outskirts of her potential for a while mm. and they've just been kind of like, here's Casey Catanzaro. She's a crossover person. You might know her from American Ninja Warrior. Watch her climb up a pole <laughs> and then have her not do anything else. Whereas now they're like, wait, you can climb up things. You could jump off them. Um, and that's a logic jump that I've really enjoyed. Uh it's fun. It's fun to watch her now. And I thought that match was really good. It was amazing. Uh, and I thought the men's match was really good. I didn't even hate Karrion Cross coming out to be like, well, Edge. Because you could see the sparkle in his little eye that was like, I love you. If you take the Dead XT title, it won't be Finn or Pete. I love you. It'll be me because I love you. <laughs> you can see it. And I also love that he had the respect to go and put a shirt on before he uh, tackled Edge in the parking lot. Although I would have loved to have seen um, Mrs. Cross, I've forgotten Scarlett. I would have loved to see Scarlet pull up in the car again, because there is nothing I love more than that woman in her latex ensemble driving a car. Because imagine pulling up at a stoplight and seeing that. <laughs> like, all right there, Scarlett. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just what I wear to drive around Florida. And you'd be like, cool. Yeah, this is my cool. everyday
1: wear. Um, and you're
2: the one with the problem.
1: Uh, also another problem the NXT parking lot avoided at all costs and if you have anything to say about what we discussed so far the conversation continues on Facebook Twitter Instagram and Discord when we come back New Japan is the latest picture of weekly wrestling TV we'll talk about that up next on Tights and Tights.
0: I can't hear myself, but Is I'm assuming These are real podcast listeners, not actors. And, hey, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like,
2: uh, right here,
0: this one.
1: Meritless.
0: What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan Jesse Go and it's free Jordan, Jordan Jesse, go. Jesse
1: Go Jordan Jesse Go
0: Jordan Jesse Go a real podcast and Bob.
1: Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. This week we are gonna give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Whoa. Whoa. You Thank you so it. much,
0: Seth Rollins, for the latest addition to that. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> Seth Rollins sees a little <laughs> hit or miss for me, but his his reactions in the ring are always fun, especially as a heel. Truth,
1: I love Truth that. Really? Yeah, uh, I can't wait until that sting is 40 minutes long. I'm here for it. <laughs> 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 <Whoa>. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part of that match. All right. It's been hinted at in the last week, both overseas and on Twitter, and after this week's episode of Done and Might, we now know for sure: New Japan is in agreement with AEW to be a part of their booking plans.
0: Oh my God! (laughs) That's Kenta. Yes, it is. Kenta. What? What the hell is he doing here? Kenta. Oh, go to sleep on. Case. He's the man with the rights to challenge John Moxley for his IWGP US Heavyweight Championship.
1: We'll get into how this plays into New Japan's TV plans in a minute. But what did you think about Kenta attacking Moxley at the end of Dynamite making this official?
2: I was okay with it. That's how I felt. Um, like my initial reaction, it fully is like I need to talk. I feel like you are my therapist now. I'm like, well, let me talk you through how I got to where I got to in the end, Um, because my initial reaction was like, oh my God, Kente, yay. Well, actually my first reaction was, I really like his hair that way, but that's fine. Like, that's me. Um, But I was really happy because I'm like, yay, I like this. And obviously we'd seen Moxley show up on New Japan strong at the end of last week. So it was hinted at, but Moxley in New Japan doesn't feel as groundbreaking as New Japan in AEW. Right. Right? That makes sense. And I was so happy Because then that opened the door in my brain for like a Tanahashi Jericho match and Kenny and Kota and Bullet Club versus Bullet Club and all of these dream matches that I'm like, oh my God, I want these things. And we've seen Kenny and Kota talking to each other on Twitter Mm. and it's like giving me all the feels and I got really excited. And then I had to be, I had to remember who I was and how I can't enjoy things and be like, wait, this is just more reasons to not show the women on the television because there's no ladies in new japan and i am still happy but it's um happy with an asterisk like it's like oh is this gonna mean that women's tournament that i got dead giddy about is is fully just gonna be on tout uh that's (laughs) where it's gonna be but i mean from taking the women's Taking the women out of it, which 97% of wrestling fans seem to be perfectly happy and capable of doing. Uh, I think it's a great thing for AEW as a company. I think it's a great thing for New Japan. Um, I really thought New Japan were going to announce that they were going to TNT. I genuinely, genuinely thought yeah, that's TNT where I had, thought this was going to. Right? It's like TNT are in the market for wrestling content. They're, they've talked about expanding AEW. Um, And I thought, well, what if instead of expanding AEW, you just like give women time on the main show, which is perfectly reasonable given the depth of your roster and who you have. You could do that. You don't need a second show to showcase your women. Instead of giving me more AEW, why not give me an hour or two hours of New Japan? New Japan is so different to everything else, Mm. but still so strong. But I I don't know, maybe they didn't want to take on the challenge of, of a foreign language largely foreign language show or I don't I don't know why, but obviously it turns out it's going to the Roku channel. That's a channel that exists. Yeah, that uh, which if means you have Roku. Right? And I downloaded the app to my phone. So I'm like, okay, I have it. That's exciting. Um but I Yeah, I think it's great for New Japan because this gives them a cable presence Mm. to promote their upcoming Roku Channel show. Well, so
1: now AEW is now producing television with New Japan, NWA, and Impact Wrestling stars. What do you think about them taking on this role as the centerpiece of all of these international brands?
2: I like to think they genuinely all like got around a big boardroom table with Cody sat at the head and was like they had a photo of Vince on the wall with an X through it, and they've got like like it's a full Bond movie. Like they've got Stephanie. Triple H and uh, Vince, like, photos, headshots on the top, and they were like, ah, ah, as they go along. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, this is one of those instances, I think, when competition brings out the best in everyone. I agree. This is Rio and Bianca at the Rumble. It's like, let's work together to defeat Big Blonde Cans. Um, but in this case, Big Blonde Big, Big Cans is the WWE, which actually makes a lot of sense. I feel like AEW is going to do the best out of, everyone, because I would love to have been on the phone call to Impact when Cody called him up and was like, no, this has been great. This has been so good. Um, Thanks for giving us the good brothers. You can't have them back. And uh, we probably won't show up that much on your show. Okay, bye. And Impact were like, can we send some other people over? And he was like, you know what? Like, let's put a pin (laughs) in it for now, because we've got Kenta, but let's put a pin in it for now. Um, I mean, was there any female crossover on the impact aw roster in the end did anything really come of that given that impact does have some super fucking talented women uh who could have been in this tournament or who could have showed up at any no i'll shut my mouth no i'll shut my no, i'll no, no, shut, no. shut my whore mouth <laughs> uh, because i don't know what i'm talking about um yeah i, I it's it obviously works out best for aw far and away um But I think it will be good for New Japan if it encourages people to go and seek out that show.
1: All right. So let's talk about the New Japan side about this. They announced a weekly one-hour TV show, like we said, on the Roku channel. It's going to be Thursdays at 5. It starts February 11th. That is very soon. Um, We'll get more details soon. I'm sure we would kind of have to. But so
2: just on its face, what do you kind of think about that? I'm delighted um, because New Japan is really good and I want more American fans to see it. And I was really sad when Access dropped the show. Obviously, Access had New Japan, and they had Wow, and they dropped both shows, which was super disappointing for wrestling fans, because they were shows that offered distinct alternatives to anything else that's out there, and they just decided not to bother with that. I personally subscribe to the New Japan Network, so I I get my New Japan, but even I forget, not even forget, but sometimes I'm like the act of going into the app and finding the show I want to watch, and filtering through. New Japan carries a lot of storylines at any one time. There are roughly Mm. 14,000 belts in New Japan and all of them are in play all the time and they're always moving around and there are so many different divisions and it's all fellas. So it's like sometimes you're like, wait a second, he had this belt, now he has that belt. I don't know what's happening. So it can feel very dense and I can absolutely understand how it could be hard to penetrate (laughs) as uh, a new viewer or as someone who is steeped very much in traditional U.S. wrestling from whether it be WWE or AEW, it can be. I can see totally how it could be hard, especially now that they have fewer international stars between the pandemic and between losing a lot of their American talent uh, over the last couple of years. I, I absolutely understand it. I, I would urge you to try because I think it's worth your time. I think they put on some of the best wrestling and the best storytelling in the business so the idea of them having a one-hour show on the Roku channel that is dedicated to a, an English-speaking audience, right, because it's US, Canada, and the UK, mm-hmm. one assumes... It's, it's all assumptions. We really don't know anything about this show yet, but what I'm thinking is they're going to cherry-pick the storylines and the performers to appeal to that audience because that would be what would make sense. They're in this to make money like everyone else. So the idea that we're gonna get to see a whole bunch of Kotobushi and a whole bunch of probably like Hiromu mm. Hiramu, uh, Takahashi, we're probably gonna see a bunch of um, Okada, uh, like let's see some Jay White every week. Like the idea that those storylines are gonna be pulled out I mean, this is like the world we live in. I'm like, wow, they're going to make my life easier and right. make my watching I'm wrestling like, easier for me. Lo- yes, uh, we,
1: please. We love wrestling. We love wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling every week. So having so kind of this wrestling. highlight reel of New Japan coming to um, coming my phones or whatever, like the, wherever you can get the app, that is so lovely
2: realistically it's not even like oh americans right because I'm, I'm american but it's like give me what i want and don't make me work for it like that mindset is everywhere now that's everyone uh and the fact that they're gonna do that <laughs> i'm like yes please yes please um so i'm really happy about it i i just think they're, they're in a really great moment because we've done wrestle kingdom um We're a way out from the G1 still. So they've got a really nice time frame to settle in and work out what they're going to do with it before Mm -hmm. their season fully, fully kicks off again. Uh, They've got a great champion that people are familiar with. They have a lot of pieces in play right now, but it's still kind of a blank slate moment in their storylines where people can hop on board and get to grips with it. And if they do something with Kota Kenny... That would be amazing Mm. if they don't, we know who Kota is because of Kenny, you know, even, even if you don't follow New Japan, you probably know who Kota Ibushi is. Even if you don't follow New Japan, you probably know who Okada is. It's such a great gateway into a fantastic world of wrestling content. Best case scenario, what do you think that you are going to like
1: get out of this New Japan broadcast with the crossover from AEW? Best case scenario.
2: Best case scenario, I think you're going to get some really great matches between really talented performers. And also, this is for me personally, because I know some people do not have this complaint criticism of AEW, I get to see some different guys. Um, because AEW starts to feel a little stagnant to me sometimes. It's They have a bunch of people, but I feel like I see the same people doing the same things. Every week. That's the same for me, too. I'm excited for there to be some
1: some stuff getting shaken up. I really like this thing that uh, the Kenny trying to get Kenta uh, to be on his corner. That's been really fun. I like change when I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know what's going to happen on this. This doesn't feel like one of these ones I can put my cynical brain on and be like oh well this and oh well that like i have no idea and that is really exciting to me so if you've got any thoughts on what we discussed connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and discord via the link in our show notes we'll be back after this with some things from wrestling world that you should know about this is tights and fights
0: Tyson Fights podcast.
1: Tyson Fights. Ooh, welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Awesome, possum. Lindsay, what would you like to put over this week? I would like to put over
2: saying awesome possum, like, (laughs) but always. Um, I would like to put over, um, if you can believe it, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. I mean, just largely Bianca Belair and Montez Ford and their love, um, which has been showcased all over the internet. It makes me so happy. Uh, But specifically, their commitment to showcasing Black History during Black History Month on their social media channels. WWE always does something. And it's always a bit cringe because it always feels like lip service. And I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. They should do it. Um, But it's always like, oh, look, they found Titus and they're going to get him to read a thing. And they're going to put some somber music over it. What I love about what Bianca and Montez are doing is they've done it on their own time. Uh, They thought of it themselves. And they've just been throwing up uh, mini history lessons while they have been basically cosplaying as important characters from black history um just history in general who happen to be black like uh, america we shouldn't have to call it black history i mean i say america england too everyone all of you all of the places i think it's been really fun and also educational and it um shows us who they are and how they intend to use their influence like bianca just won the rumble and she's not selling fucking skinny tea you know, she is like, do you all know about Rosa Parks? Sit down. Um, and like, sit down doesn't sit down and listen, not sit down because that's the thing she did. Yep. But you got it. You, you knew where I was going with that. Um, but I just love that they're doing this and that this is what they're choosing to do with their platform. I'm like, oh my God, it's in in this day and age, uh, you know, I will not say the end of the Kardashian era, but it will never end. Um, two people with a platform and with a voice choosing to use it in this way is astounding to me and just deserves to be celebrated and I love the two of them. I want to give them so many hugs, but only in a respectful, consensual way if they choose to receive the hugs. Uh, But yeah, Bianca and Montez forever and ever I didn't even realize they were doing this I am it's going so to beautiful. spend today doing some binging it's so great it's so great they're dressing up as these chari- and it's, it's characters it's characters as historical figures and doing the full hair and makeup it's like Montez with a big old mustache and like with talcum powder in his hair and it's just like I love you two so much. I love that you were sat at home and this you were like you know what we should do this is what we should do and then they did it Oh, you magical humans, magical humans. That's
1: amazing. Uh, you know what? We talked about we were going to do it. And uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm putting over Billy Kay. Billy Kay was, I think, everyone when the Iconics broke up was really down on Billy. Well, not really down on her, but it just like, it definitely seemed like Peyton was getting more of the push and getting a lot more of the attention. But Billy Kay is one of those people where you can put her in any situation. She is. Um, I want to say and this is going to sound like weird, but in the same way that with Rusev you can give him anything and he would make it good, that's what it is with Billy Kay. You can put Billy Kay in any situation, and she's automatically going to make it funny and more interesting and uh, something that is going to be must see and can't miss. So I am putting over Billy Kay for all of her great work in the Rumble and just in general. And today, since we do not have Halbert, uh, Pod Dad is gone. Julian. What would you like to put over?
0: Yeah, Pod Nephew's here, because Pod Dad's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there was a video that a friend of the show, Super Eye Patch Wolf John Walsh, put out a while ago uh, called uh, The Art of Making People Hate You. It was like his big feature on heels. One of the people that he talked about the most, this was like, I think the, I've seen all three of his wrestling videos. uh, And this was, I think, the first one where he actually had uh, a very significant portion of it devoted to a women wrestler. Uh, her name is Kagetsu. She was such a great heel. Uh, she just retired in uh, February of 2020. So right before the world went to shit, a really great star of um, of stardom, of JWP, of Sendai Girls. He kind of sent me down this big rabbit hole of like all these matches that I wanted to go back and just watch with her. So honestly, if you want to see somebody who was a phenomenal heel, whose um, career, she was very young when she retired. I think she was, she's like my age. She's like not even 30 yet so many brutal things too very hard-hitting like very pits the head uh, green mist constantly just really really great gritty matches so i would suggest going down a rabbit hole like i did and watching kagetsu matches they are very good
1: awesome awesome all right well that does it for this episode of tights and fights this week your hosts were lindsay kelp along with me daniel radford does anyone else have anything they want the audience to know about lindsay kelp
2: I realize this is where I usually tell you to buy my books and listen to my podcast, which you should. Uh, Full coverage. Full coverage. Um, But also, I would be remiss if I did not mention... I completely forgot about this until uh, you mentioned him. I did not care for the wedding segment on AEW because it just felt very derivative. And I, you know, to the point where I was like, I've seen this. I don't need to see it again. But then I found out it was a real wedding and apparently it was a legal wedding. And then that just made me kind of sad because I'm like, oh no, you're making like dick jokes and shit, a a real wedding. But what I did love and what I will love forever and what I wish to watch on a loop and I will add it to my um, gifts of Edging Christian and Kota and Keddy is uh, Rusev singing Hadaway's What Is Love. Um, in in a, in a vest and pants um, which I just really thought was a gift to us all and not just to the couple to the happy couple although you know congrats you guys well done good for you you both looked hot and um, that seems to be your thing I love it I, I just want to watch Rusev singing what is love forever and ever, and ever and ever and ever and ever and I'm sorry Julian I should have had you put this audio in here because it's utterly magical uh, if you need if you need a moment go get that yourself (laughs) that's amazing
0: i like that song here we go
2: what is love what is love (laughs) baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more i mean just beautiful (laughs) beautiful brings a tear to my eye
1: all right and our producer julian burrell has michael eagle on his chest Senior producer at Maximum Fun with Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is also the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, please remember to hit those five stars in Apple Podcasts. Share us with all of your friends. And thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Hey, we have a t-shirt. A great way to support us is if you buy that t-shirt. It's got our logo on it. You know what the logo looks like. Um, but if you want to support the podcast, that is a great way to do so. And if you have done so, hey, uh, take a picture and send it to us so that we can see it we want to see y'all in our shirts so we can put that up on our social medias and we want to do a special shout out last week uh lindsey put a call out for if anybody wanted to do some art we would look at that art daniel Kirshner heated the call at at you can see some really cool art that he did uh for the podcast and it made me really, really happy so go check that out thank you all so much and we will be back next week for some more you guessed it wrestling